Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 95 of the podcast that was recorded on December 8th of 2015. Some of the games I played for the week, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, Wrath of the Righteous, Seven Wonders Duel, China, Orleans. I also talked a little bit about the Game Awards, so I talked about a few games there, as well as playing some Fallout 4. I also talked about a few of the games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 95 of the podcast. Hey, thanks for joining me this evening. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then of course, there's always our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right. So I made it down to my local game store this past week, and let's chat about some of the things I played for the week under the what I'm playing now section. I was able to get in some Pathfinder Adventure card game. We're still working on Wrath of the Righteous. We were able to, I think I played a scenario 2E for the second time and then we were able to jump in the third and start the third scenario and we were able to get through 3a we were able to complete both of those neither of them i don't think we had any particular trouble with finishing it seems once you get into the part of the game where you're able to roll that 20-sided die in place of one of your other dice it really does come in handy sometimes and i will say there were during the first scenario I wasn't getting the card draws that I really needed. There were a couple of times where we needed to fight some monsters. I didn't have any weapons available to fight with. Being a paladin, fighting with weapons is pretty much what I need to do. So it was interesting and that I was actually able to still get through some of the battles without any weapons, with several blessings from some of my adventure mates. But we were able to get through both scenarios, and we had a really good time. And it was good to actually get back to some of the Pathfinder adventure card game, considering it's probably been about a month now since I played it, as I missed the last set of scenarios we had played through, where everybody was pretty much getting caught up due to my birthday. One of the other games I'm actually looking at a little bit and have been paying a little bit of attention to is the new Warhammer Quest adventure card game. It sounds like that's a... That's something that is a little similar and akin to the Pathfinder Adventure card game. It doesn't sound like it's as deep as the Pathfinder Adventure card game from a few of the videos I've seen and from some of the comments I've read on a couple of different forums, but it sounds like it's actually pretty good. So I'm going to do a little bit more research on this and I may be throwing that one onto my Christmas list or at least wanting to play it before it gets added to the list. So I'm going to have to see if anybody down at my local game store has that so I can maybe give that one a shot. I guess somehow we jumped into what I want to play now part of the show, but let's get back to what I'm playing now. All right. So after playing some adventure card game on Thursday, when I went down to my local game store, I got in a couple of board games. We're going to start with the second one first, as I want to save what we actually played first for the evening. But well, actually the first game that I played was Seven Wonders Duel. Now that I think about it, I actually, I actually forgot about that one. I actually taught the store owner how to play Seven Wonders Duel. And I was so worried about remembering all the rules and making sure we had everything right. I wasn't even paying attention to him collecting all of the green science cards and before i knew it he had five of them grabbed i i basically told him i'm like you can grab a sixth one and win on this turn because he actually grabbed a different card 
And I kind of just laughed and texted my wife instantly saying that he beat me because it seems that my wife and I are always playing this game and neither of us have either have neither of us have come close to even being able to get six of the science cards needed to win. So I thought it was just kind of funny that he was able to pull that off because like I said, I wasn't even paying attention to him grabbing those green cards. I was more worried about making sure he knew all the rules, making sure everything was being played properly. And I wasn't even paying attention to the game so that was my own fault and it was kind of just funny so I'm definitely going to have to have a rematch against him one where I'm not going to pay as much attention since he now knows the roles all right and then one of the other games we actually played on Thursday night was a little game called China China is an area control game and the main mechanic of using cards to place pieces on the board basically reminds me kind of like a little bit of Ticket to Ride. I definitely say that this game is a, a little more strategic than Ticket to Ride. I'd also say it's probably a, just a tiny step up on the difficulty, but I'd say, it, say it's still probably a game that's on the lighter side of gaming. Um, when I actually looked on Board Game Geek and was looking at uh, some of the weight of the games, it seems like they're only a couple of points, you know, you know, point. I think um, Ticket to Ride was like 1.9 and I think China was like 2.3 or something. So they're very close as far as weight goes. And I would definitely agree with those numbers that are out on Board Game Geek. Basically in the game, you're going to start out with a hand of three cards on your turn. You can turn cards in of a particular color to basically place one of your city pieces on any of the open spots on the board that's of the color that you're turning in. If uh, nobody's actually placed a city token in that particular region yet, you can only play one of your pieces. So essentially you can only play one card, but there's also a little trick here. If you don't have a particular color of a card, you can turn in two cards of the same color and that basically becomes a wild color and then you can use it to basically place on any color of the board. So each player is going to keep placing pieces until you've gone through the deck of cards twice. Once a region is kind of filled up with pieces and the board almost looks like um, a variation, I don't want to say risk, um, but it's basically broken up into different nine different segments, I think, or different areas. And each one has a limited number of places where you can actually place your city token. So once a region is filled up, it's scored and players will get victory points based on who has the most city tokens in that region. So whoever has the most pieces there are going to get points distributed um, also for second and third place as well. So besides placing city tokens, you can also place what are known as emissaries. They almost look like little pawns in the center region, in the center circle of each region. And you will go around at the end of the game with what I'm kind of going to refer to as kind of like the master emissary and basically see who has the most emissaries between any two particular regions. Now, it, they make it very easy to do this. The spots, there are spots on the boards that are numbered in a particular order, and basically you're going to go around in the number order around the board just as you, you're kind of going to go to each one to see who's winning the war of numbers, I guess you could say, between the two regions. And then there's points awarded for that at the end of the game. Our game consisted of four players, and I will say that all of our scores were rather low. Uh, they give you like a 50-point card, so if you go over the 50-point number limit that the board, I think, goes to, you can then have take the 50-point token and then start back off at one. I don't think any of us reached 50 or was really even close to it. I think somebody might have been maybe in the low 40s, um, and that was probably the highest score. Uh, the group I played with is really competitive when it comes to these types of games, so it was really kind of a screw-your-neighbor type game is what it turned into. Too. Plus, with the randomness of the draw of the cards, 
it can really play a role in the game as I know I didn't get several of the colors that others had at the beginning of the game. So while they were basically filling in the one region right off the bat, I was working on another region and it seemed once they started scoring points, I just couldn't catch up no matter what strategy I tried to do. Um, I thought the game was okay, but it's definitely one that I would say you want to try before you buy. I, I think this game would be good to play occasionally down at the store. I don't see it being added to my collection as I don't think this would be one that my wife and I would play too often. So that's what I usually use as a basis um, to, to purchase a game. Unless if it, a game really grabs me and, and just pulls me into it, which China was okay. But it's one that, you know, is good if you like Ticket to Ride or games like that that are area control. Like Ticket to Ride, you'll probably definitely like China. So definitely give it a shot and then let me know what you think about it. Because I'd be interested to hear what some other people think about the game. I thought it was okay, but I like I said, it probably won't be added to my collection. All right, and then the other big game that I will say we played for the evening on our Thursday board game meetup was Orleans. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Orleans. I really never looked into the game to see what type of game it was. I've heard about it on several podcasts. I really didn't watch any videos on it being played or anything, but I knew that it was supposed to be one that was on a, top, a lot of people's top lists. It was one that's been on my list to play. And I just haven't had a chance to play it until this past week. But I will say I really wish I would have looked more into this game and hadn't mix, missed that deluxe Kickstarter as the game that I played with was that deluxe Kickstarter. And I will say the pieces for this game were just downright beautiful. The wooden tokens for the pieces that went into your bag just felt great. They had a nice a nice wooden feel to them and were just a great size. The wooden resources for all of the different resource tokens looked really good and the metal money just topped it off uh, the deluxe version of this game was definitely done correctly and i am very very bummed that i missed it all right but let's let's that's enough about the look and feel of the game let's talk about the actual gameplay because that's that's what we really want to know about I have to say that the gameplay for me pretty much just matched the look and feel of that deluxe set of the tokens and was just spot on uh, the game in essence is basically just a bag building game so pretty much the way the guy who was teaching it to us, he kind of said, think of this as kind of like a deck builder like Dominion, but instead of using cards, you're kind of using the wooden workers in the forms of those wooden chips, which are basically going to be used to buy other workers and other goods and other resources throughout the game. And you're going to basically be using those workers for which will, every, everything has a different cost to it. And then once you use them, you're going to get that another worker basically if that's what you were purchasing and add that all to your bag basically you're just going to keep growing your bag this is the basis of the bag building part of the game the one neat thing about this game is that pretty much everything is going to give you a victory point though and that's the goal of the game is who has the most victory points at the end there's a lot of games out there that where only certain pieces give you victory points or certain actions give you victory points but in this game from what i can tell pretty much everything is awarding you some sort of point over the, some sort of point or points over the course of the game i really enjoyed that whole aspect of it because it seemed like no matter what i was doing i was constantly felt like i was earning something and doing something and just getting further ahead in the game there are so many different strategies that you can take in this game though and it's really nice because there's uh, some randomness involved there's any 
there's a set of event cards which basically are used to create the 18 rounds of the game and it's a really nice twist to make every game just a little bit different so you can't necessarily stick to that same formula every time because you don't know what event is going to happen at what time in the game the other interesting thing is there's also a limited amount of resources in the game in that when basically once a particular worker runs out uh, which is basically um, which can happen at any time there really aren't any more until one of the possible events that you're going through at the beginning of the round kind of has a chance to make you return a worker to its spot which is essentially kind of like basically killing that worker from your bag during the game one of the spots on the board essentially kind of lets you call your bag of some of the workers so you can really streamline the workers that you're actually removing from your bag each round. Now, I was having such a good time collecting workers that I kind of started to do my calling of my bag just a little too late. And I just couldn't get it cleaned up in time to bring me to bring home the win. But I will say that our scores were all pretty close. Uh, it's it's kind of just like a deck builder. Keeping your deck thin is definitely, there's definitely a fine line there, and it's one I'm going to be paying much closer attention to upon my next playthrough. Uh, when the board was initially set up, it was a bit intimidating as there seems to be so many places you can go, so many different things you can do, but I have to say that I caught on to the game much faster than I have with a lot of the other games we've recently been playing, and I have to say halfway through the game, I was already texting my wife and telling her that, hmm, I have another game that is yet going to get added to my Christmas list this year. <laughs> so I, as you can tell, I really enjoyed the game. I was so jealous when a couple of the guys at the table basically said that they had the deluxe version and I knew I probably wasn't going to be able to get my hands on that for at least a decent price, especially once I started looking for it. So I guess it kind of looks like I'm going to just be getting the normal version for now and get the fan kit that actually includes from what it looks like all of the wooden tokens as well as the metal money. Um, I will say if you have not played Orleans yet, definitely give it a shot. This is one you definitely want to get to the table and this is probably one that I can say you probably don't even need to test first as I can probably say that you will probably like this game as I don't think anybody that played it had anything bad to say about it. There was one guy who was saying a little bit about the one of the workers that he thought was a little overpowered and the rest of us kind of just laughed and we're just like nah it's I think there's enough balance to the game that everything over time does balance out but definitely Orleans is a game that has jumped to the top of my want list and I just really can't wait to actually play this little bag builder again. All right we're gonna jump over to a little bit of some video game playing now and I haven't been talking too much about news lately but the Game Awards was this past week and that's a show that normally is on television, but for the past couple of years, they're actually streaming it over several different online places. You can watch it on Twitch, PlayStation, Xbox. You watch it on pretty much anything streamed over the internet now. And so I, was, I wasn't able to watch it live as it was Thursday night when I was down playing board games, but I did get a chance to watch it Friday evening. And I just took a couple of notes that I kind of just wanted to talk about a few of the things that caught my eyes while I was watching the video. And there's a couple of things that I am now really, really looking forward to. One of the first things that kind of caught my eye is Telltale, who are known for putting out the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead adventure game, as well as the Game of Thrones and a couple other ones. They are going to be working on a Batman one. And from the video, it's just a about, I think it's less than a minute video that they show you uh, some different, a little bit of some different clips and some, some audio and from the game. It looks amazing. I cannot wait for this thing to come out. 
it says it's coming out in 2016 and i will say that this game cannot be released soon enough so excited to play the batman one that i that this one just looks like it would be right up my alley and i've really enjoyed the walking dead one which i'll be talking again about here shortly but for the batman one i'm really looking forward to that and i was really stoked when they actually played that preview also, it looks like there's going to be a new TV show for esports that TBS is going to be um, having. It's going to be a new weekly esports show, and it's going to run, I believe, for about 20 weeks is what the one article I read said. And it looks like the first game that's going to be featured on here is going to be Valve's Counter-Strike Global Offensive. I'm not a huge Counter-Strike fan, as I've mentioned before. I'm not a huge first-person shooter fan, but I will say I'll probably give the show a look a couple of times just to see what's going on and how it's featured and it's an esports show so hey i i gotta give it a look to see what's actually going on with it and it's really cool that tbs is actually putting a show like this on it sounds like it's going to be on fridays from what it i think it read in the one article so i'm gonna have to check it out and see when it's going to be on in my area and definitely give that one a look i also noticed that elder scrolls online was pushing a, their game quite a bit i don't think i saw too much new information about it but they did have several commercials and one of the commercials i saw was that they were giving away a million dollars so i figured you know what a million dollars i have an account now might not be a bad time to update this game and actually see what the hell is going on in it so i did actually patch the game this past weekend it did take oh i don't even know several hours to actually update from the last time i had played it which probably would have been six months after launch so it's probably been over a good year since i've actually taken a look at elder scrolls online once i got into the game i had a bunch of pets unlocked several other things unlocked i noticed that my character was completely reset skill wise because they had changed so much it's going to take me a little bit of research to actually get back into that game. I ran around the one town. I really didn't want to go out fighting too much, mainly because I didn't know how to spec my character, considering everything had changed, and I wanted to do some reading before doing that. So I may be talking about Elder Scrolls Online here, possibly after I get done with Fallout, but um, we'll see how long Fallout keeps its claws into me and how much time I actually can dedicate to Elder Scrolls and learn a little bit more before I jump back into that game. One of the other games I saw in the award show was a little game called Shaq-Fu. For those of you who possibly played during the Genesis era of games, you may remember Shaq-Fu was a game that was on the Sega Genesis. My brothers and I played this game quite a bit. I texted my brother immediately upon seeing this, and he kind of just sent me back an LOL and said he still had his Genesis version of the game. So that should be pretty interesting. It looks like they're redoing this with updated graphics, and I believe it'll be released for some of the newer consoles i don't know if it'll be released for pc or not i hadn't seen that but um shack food was kind of funny when shack walked on stage and actually started talking about the game as i know that it's been a few years since that one had been released they showed a little bit of a game called quantum break i think i've talked about this one before in an old podcast possibly even last year's show when i had talked about the awards the game the award show but it basically looks like a really good game one of the things that really bummed me out is it appears to be exclusive to Xbox One. So I either am going to have to borrow my brother's Xbox One or finally pick one up for myself. I'm hoping the price comes down and stays down a little bit before I actually pick one up. But we'll wait for that game to come out before I actually even think about getting an Xbox One. As I told my wife, I already did not want one for Christmas, that there were too many other games that I wanted. And a Xbox One console would just eat up way too much of my Christmas allowance that she would probably be using for me so another cool one that i saw oculus i think is going to be really big this next year i am really stoked to get into the whole vr thing and rock band vr 
is going to be one that if I ever pick up an Oculus, that will probably be the first game I pick up. Playing rock band and just being able to look around at the at the audience, look around at your band members. From when I was in a band in high school, that just seems to be something that I would greatly enjoy, just get a really kick out of, and kind of like live the dream I actually never lived. So Rock Band VR would definitely be at the top of my list. And then we're going to end out the whole session here. There were a lot of other games that were shown, so many other things that I that I could talk about, but the Game Awards was two to three hours long, I think. And I didn't want to talk about too, too many things, just some of the highlights that kind of really caught my eye. The last one, of course, is another Telltale game, and that's The Walking Dead Michonne. It looks like you're going to be playing Michonne in the next Telltale game for The Walking Dead. I can't wait. The Walking Dead just went into their mid-season finale um, two weeks ago, I think it was. While I was a little disappointed with that, I think playing as Michonne in the Walking Dead game, adventure game, will be a hell of a lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to that one too, which I believe is also supposed to be out in 2016. So Telltale just has a lot of new stuff coming out in 2016, and hopefully they aren't spreading themselves too thin and they can actually release some of these scenarios in a timely manner, let's say. All right, and then, of course, the last game we're going to touch on has been the thing we've been playing for the past several weeks now, and that's Fallout 4. I actually didn't spend as much time as I wanted to in Fallout 4 this past week, but I will say what little bit of time I did spend in there, I did have a good time. I'm noticing that... Even though I'm following the suggestion I made as far as making sure your defense is as high as your water and food totals is how much you're creating, I, my settlements are, my defenses, you know, higher than what I'm creating for food or water, but it still seems like my settlements are getting raided way more than I want them to. Well, Sanctuary is mainly because I am producing, like I said before, 200 water and I only have about, um, 73 defense so I, I know that is a problem there i think the next thing i actually need to take would be the gun nut third level which will let me create one of the larger missile defense items which will produce i believe about 15 defense per missile component and i was looking through my inventory i believe i have enough parts to actually create six or seven of those which will actually push me over the 200 defense limit, which I'm hoping will then cut down on the Sanctuary. So I believe I'm just about to hit level 33 or 34. I can't remember which one when I logged off yesterday. Uh, but once I hit that next level, that will be the next thing I'm taking, and I will be creating those instantly as I'm... I tried my little tip of not talking to the NPC after clearing out and saving basically Sanctuary from being raided, but the game kind of tricked me. There was a male NPC that was manning one of my defense turrets for a little while, and that who was that's who was giving me the mission to basically telling me that they were getting raided. And now all of a sudden, a different settler is now the person who's telling me about the sanctuary being raided, and that person is the female person that I have. It's an NPC that I have set up, and she's the one working my general store. So little did I know that when I basically walked up to her to try to purchase something, I basically turned in the quest that I had finished defeating the bandits or whoever was raiding them. I can't remember the time. It might have been ghouls. I think it was ghouls. And so I turned that quest in and then I just sat there and was like, damn, I really didn't want to do that. But I needed a doctor because I was trying to sell all the water I was making. So I may have to change either who is running my general store and put a different NPC there or just build the defenses already and just suck it up and just put those defenses down and try to get the defense over 200. So I think I'm just going to do that and not try to game the system and get around it. But um, I'm still having a lot of fun with 
Fallout 4. I haven't advanced the story too much. It seemed the other couple of nights when I was playing, I was just running around just basically saving settlements because I was listening to the radio that's down from the from the castle area. Every time I finished one and I would start going to an area to possibly advance the storyline, another settlement was getting raided and I was like, well, let me just go take care of this real quick and then I'll get back to the storyline. And just like in uh, Skyrim, I never made it back to the storyline. So I'm, I need to sit down this coming weekend, just really concentrate on the storyline and see how far I can get. I know one of the guys I worked with, I work with, he said he already finished the game. He's right about the level I'm at. He actually played less hours than me because I screw around with building too much crap. Uh, but he said that the game actually finished okay, okay for him. So I want to try to get to that point as well and see if I can at least get to the end of the story and then probably just continue playing on and off with just going in and just destroying stuff and seeing how high I can level up my character. But that's it. Those are the games I played for the week. And now we're on to what I want to play now. So last week I had mentioned Time Stories and Time Stories was supposed to be played tonight with my wife and I. She had got busy with a couple of things around the house, so we are actually set to play that tomorrow. So Time Stories is going to be the first thing that's on my want to, what I want to play now list. And then the second thing is going to be either Zaya or Fury of Dracula, a couple of the other games that I recently just picked up, things I have not gotten to the table yet. So between those three games, I'm hoping that a couple of them can make it to, this, to, to the table this next week. And I don't know if I'm going to be making it down to my game store this Thursday, so my wife is just going to have to just be a champ this week and try to learn a couple of new games with me because I'm on call for work. So Thursday, I already know that I have some work to do in the evening, and it looks like my normal gaming Thursday night is going to be interrupted, so I won't be able to make it down to my local game store this week. So, But that's it. Those are the games I played for the week, and those are a few of the games I want to play. Hey, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send the emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop that G. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm Playing Now. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining me again for another week of gaming. Come back next week, and I'm sure I'll have some more new games to talk about. But as always, don't forget to let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.